This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, January 4th, 2013. I'm Caleb Brown. Venezuela is preparing for life after Hugo Chavez, but that leader will cast a long shadow over the future of Venezuela and all of Latin America. So says Juan Carlos Hidalgo, a policy analyst on Latin America at the Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity at the Cato Institute. I think that without a doubt, uh, Hugo Chavez has been the defining figure of Latin American politics in the last decade. And for bad reasons, unfortunately, nobody can deny his charisma, uh, but uh, the way that he influenced uh, politics in his country, for example, by by basically destroying Venezuelan democracy, one country that used to be one of the most exemplary democracies in Latin America, now ranks at the bottom of all the major indices on institutional quality and transparency and political and civil freedoms, but also the way that he tried to export this model, this populist, nationalistic model to other countries, and successfully so. I mean, if we look at Ecuador, Nicaragua, Bolivia, we see the leaders that these countries have right now, and they're, which, and they're probably going to continue in power for, for the long run. Uh, we see that Hugo Chavez's influence won't go away. You mentioned institutional quality. It's hard to reconcile looking at the data uh, of the decline of Venezuela in terms of material well-being of the average person in Venezuela with the popularity of this guy. And for all the complaints that we have about Americans having short memories when it comes to elections, it seems that that problem is as bad or worse in Latin America. It's a very long history. I mean, if you look at Venezuela prior to Chavez, it used to have a democracy, yes, but very imperfect democracy. Uh, a bipartisan system that was highly unpopular because it was deemed to be corrupt and detached from from the populace and 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 especially the poor. And then you have to add the oil factor. Venezuelans uh, think that the country is already rich. Uh, it has the largest known reserves of oil in the world. So there is a mindset among most Venezuelans that all that it needs to be done is for all revenues to be distributed fairly among the population, that no wealth has to be created whatsoever. And interestingly enough, when Hugo Chavez came to power, the price of the oil barrel was around $9. Uh, last year, it closed by nearly 100 bucks. So he has benefited. He has benefited a lot from a major influx of oil dollars in, in, during his 13-year tenure nearly $1 trillion since he became president in, in uh, late 1998. So he has spent at least a third of, of these revenues on social programs, and this is why he's extremely popular among a sector of the population. We're talking about 30%, 40% of the population that sincerely loves him and looks after him. Uh, and then you have to add that the, 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 the factor that Venezuela is not a fair democracy. Yes, there are a lot of elections and a lot of referenda, but a lot of uh, there is a high degree of intimidation and and repression of of the opposition, the media, and political opponents, which makes it very hard for for Hugo Chavez to lose elections, and that's why he has remained in power for so long. A few years ago, Jan Goicochea was leader of the student movement in Venezuela, and one of the things that he stressed in his acceptance speech in talking about Chavez was the right to be left alone, and it seems like Hugo Chavez has had a very big problem with 
that basic thing, leaving people alone. His model is, is quite curious. He, he, he called it uh, socialism of the 21st century. But if you look at, the, at his main features, you know, messianic leadership, political repression, state control of, of key industries, uh, it looks more like fascism. And we shouldn't be surprised by the fact that uh, Venezuela now ranks at the bottom of when it comes to not only economic freedom, but also on civil and political rights. Given the reforms that Hugo Chavez instituted himself and attempted to institute and was uh, turned back, what path forward is there for Venezuela in terms of the rule of law, in terms of basic liberties for people? Unfortunately, Hugo Chavez's legacy is going to haunt Venezuela in the long run. It will take years, if not decades, for Venezuela to come at peace, the population, uh, with each other, the, the different groups, those who support Hugo Chavez's and the opposition. There is a lot of bad blood between Venezuelans um, who hate each other because of, of, of what they think of Hugo Chavez. Uh, the social fabric has to be um, rebuilt. Venezuela has to become a more peaceful country. Right now, it has the highest murder rate in South America and one of the highest in the world. Especially, I think that eventually even the opposition and, and, and Venezuelans at large will have to come to realize that you cannot prosper and you cannot build a, a developed country just by distributing all revenues. And the, the role that oil will play in the future of Venezuela must be discussed. Uh, unfortunately, I don't see that discussion taking place. If we look at the, previous, at the past election when Enrique Capriles was running against Chavez, he presented himself as a distributor-in-chief, more honest and more competent than Chavez, but still a distributor-in-chief. And I think that eventually Venezuelans will have to realize the very distorting role that oil plays, not only in the economy, but in the politics and in the national discussion. We know very clearly that Hugo Chavez very much looked up to Fidel Castro, and the Castro regime still has uh, a great deal of influence uh, within Venezuela. And at the same time, Venezuela has been paying the freight for extending what otherwise is basically a defunct regime in Cuba. What happens now? I think is that Cuba is the most vulnerable country out there If Chav when Chavez is gone. Uh, it receives billions of dollars in, in aid, in subsidized oil and other handouts from Venezuela that will probably no longer be there once Chavez is gone. And this could cause the implosion of the, of the Cuban economy and even jeopardize the continuity of the Castro dictatorship. So this is why Cuba is playing such an active role in deciding who's going to replace Chavez and in overseeing the, the process of his succession. I think that other countries such as Nicaragua, Bolivia, and Ecuador, Argentina, that are allies of Venezuela, will feel, will feel the pinch uh, from Chavez's absence and, and, and because they're no longer receiving these handouts. But is Cuba certainly the most important piece in the, in the chessboard? Because without the oil money from Venezuela, that might change the end of the Castro dictatorship, which will be extremely significant uh, for Latin America. Juan Carlos Hidalgo is a policy analyst on Latin America at the Center for Global Liberty and Prosperity at the Cato Institute. 
You can read more of his work at Cato.org.